This is a warning and disclaimer for listeners. This podcast will be rated for 18 years of age and older for a mature age targeted audience. If you choose to listen to this podcast, this is at your own risk. All opinions are my own and of the articles that I choose to use, and I will reflect them in the description below. By listening to this podcast, you understand these opinions are mine and will respect them and my freedom of speech as this is recorded in the United States of America. This will not be forced on you in any way. Please use this time now to back out if you choose. I'm aware of everything that's wrong with me But still you accept me anyway I live with the past I can't get past And it still haunts me So I'm asking for the courage to make a change By your grace I have Alright, I'd like to uh, welcome in the listeners for episode 2 And for episode 2 we're talking about running form I want to discuss uh, how to carry your arms How your feet should land And your gait With that said we're going to start off with carrying your arms. Um, you don't want to waste any energy, so you want to go ahead and move your arms, right? So if you're to stand up right now, or you can do this sitting, you're going to want to lift with your, like, all right, let's use your left leg and your right arm, for example. When that one comes up, you're going to act like you're hitting with a drumstick on your knee, if that makes sense. So, like, whenever you're coming down, that left foot's gonna come down. So that would be like, you know, you hitting that drum. And then coming up with your left arm, your right knee's gonna be coming up and it goes down at the same time as that right foot goes down, which is your left hand is hitting the top of that knee like like a drum head. So practice that in place, you know, take a couple steps in place, practicing how, how your stride's gonna go. What you wanna do is keep your arms at a 90 degree angle. <clears throat> And like I said, imagine your belly button to your nose is a line between your chest, right? And you want to keep your hands away, like get it as close as possible to that line, but don't break past that line because then you're, you're doing, you're wasting energy that way too. So you want to keep everything efficient, your elbows at 90 degrees with your forearms and you know, your chest is out. You're going to be running with your right arm going forward. So when that goes up, your left leg is coming up. When they go down, your left your left foot and your right arm go down together and then vice versa. <laughs> and you want to keep your, your arms, your hands, I should say, not clenched fist, but not like... I run two different ways. It depends if I'm sprinting. I'll, I'll keep my hands out flat like you're playing rock, paper, scissors. Or I'll keep them kind of cupped like you're holding like a beer can or a bottle or, or whatever it may be. But just kind of keep your hands kind of cupped slightly where like your fingers are curled into your palms but not gripping in like you're making a fist like you want to hit someone. So that, those are just the ways that I carry my arms. Uh, I mean... See what feels comfortable for you. It, what works for me may not work for you, but that's what I find works best. And a lot of people do run in this way. So that's what I'm going to tell you to do. Now, the way that your feet should land is the arch of your foot should be parallel with the pavement upon impact. 
So you want it to be as flat as possible. You don't want to come down. If you were to stand up right now, for example, to take a, a step out in front of you, more than likely your your heel is going to hit the ground first and then your ball of your foot is going to come down following that heel. When you run, like I said in episode one, your joints are four to 11 times more under like your body weight from the force of you know you running with with that activity so so how the gait incorporates into your form it's all about angles right you don't want to stretch out too far with your knee because it's like a pencil you're putting it under too much stress and after you you, you bend it so far out it's going to snap it's the same deal with your knees you're putting more strain on your knees the further out you stretch to land so let's say you're trying to you know t- put your your foot three feet in front of you and come down hard as possible and then la- launch forward with the next foot and do that over and over and over again you're, you're going to get injured very quickly so what you want to do is keep and this is going to come back to that that analogy with with your body having a line from your belly button to your nose in between your chest you're going to want to stand up <clears throat> look at your feet and go to pick them up right but whenever you do that, you want to kind of like put it right back down, like running in place just about, but you're just like going out maybe like six inches or so. And that's kind of what I do. I try to keep my feet as close as I can to my body while I'm running. And that's going to help you reduce the, in, the risk of injury. That's going to help you run faster, believe it or not. And it, it's going to not make you fatigued. So that's that's the talk about gait and running form and using your arms. <clears throat> a lot of you are likely heel striking, and that's due to you're probably taking too large, large of a stride length, and you need to shorten it up. So shortening it up is going to come back to what I just said. Keep your feet from like underneath you. Your your, your body's center of gravity needs to be as one. You want to move all together, not, you know, if you spread everything out, when I say you spread everything out, like your your left foot is two to three feet in front of you, your right foot's coming up, you know, a foot behind you, and then you got your arms, you know, it's a, it, your your weight is, is not properly distributed. So that's going to, that's going to prevent injuries. I mean, that's going to cause injuries. So in order to prevent them, keep your feet closer. And, you know, keep, keep your arms from breaking that center line, and, and you're going to do just fine. Next thing that I want to talk about is breathing, and this is incorporated with the running form. You want to make sure that you breathe through your nose. I, I cannot stress this enough. If you, can't, if you can't breathe through your nose while you're running, you're running too fast. And you need to slow down and really, like, take this time to build up your, you know, your endurance level. Not everybody is going to have a super strong endurance right off the get-go. I did not. And I mean, I'm still working on mine every day. I mean, you're, and that's just something that it's kind of like just showing up, you know. Uh, you might get a little better here, a little better there. And then eventually you'll be like, wow, look how far I've came. I, I can breathe so good. And now I can run 10 miles and it, it doesn't bother me. So the form and the breathing are all incorporated together. Um, So... Ways that I breathe while I'm running are I take in one long breath for four seconds and I kind of hold it for a couple 
and then I blow it out through my mouth for four seconds. And then I wait a second or two, and then I repeat the cycle. Um, I don't always breathe out of my mouth. Sometimes I breathe out of my nose too. It just depends on where I'm at during the run. If it's in the beginning of the run, I'm likely really straining on my lungs and, and doing everything in and out through my nose just so I can make sure I keep my heart rate down. Um, towards the end of the run, if I can see the finish line, this is where I'm really going to start to push hard. My, my arms are going to start to not break that plane, but they're going to want to move faster, right? And then whenever I start moving faster, my feet are going to move faster. And then I open those palms up. Remember I told you I keep my hands cupped. The palms come out flat now, you know, and I'm, I'm leaning way further forward than I normally would while I'm running. I do lean forward while I'm running, and you do too. Everyone does. But I'm going to start to lean more. And I'm like trying to catch myself from falling at that point. And I'm, I'm putting it out, you know. That, like, it, you're trying to give it your all. That's your sprint. So I hope those few little tips help out. Do not breathe uh, through your no, uh, through your mouth. That is, do not breathe through your mouth, and you'll be fine. Uh, don't look at your feet while you're running. That is huge. You will fall down, or you won't see what's in front of you. You want to keep your eyes out in front at all times. I mean, what I kind of do is I look out ahead about five yards in front of me where I'm about to be, and I, I just look at that at all times. And I mean, my eyes do scan forward, obviously. To see, you know, like while I'm training for watch, for, watching for cars and things like that. But I'm um, I'm only looking like realistically, what I'm focusing on is just five yards in front of me, the the ground that is five yards in front of me, and I I kind of keep my eyes on the horizon the whole time. I don't try to look at my feet at all, unless I start to notice whenever I was scanning out up ahead that there's going to be some potholes or things like that that I can't avoid. I'm gonna make sure that I do not step, you know, in in, in these holes or, or try to make it my best approach if I can't hurdle over them. So that's my uh, my take on running form. I do want to talk a little bit about the Spillway Classic three mile race that I just did this past Sunday. I ended up getting 16th place overall out of. Uh, 326 racers that is for all genders and um, ages for my age group and gender group I did get fourth overall uh, I was one spot short of what I shoot as a goal for myself you know I try to stay in the top 20 overall for every race and the top three for my age group for every race until I get, I feel that I can place higher and then you know I'll be like all right I want to be top 10 for you know all ages and and um like overall placement i want to be top 10 and you know let's say this time i just want to be you know one or two in my age group and then later on i'm gonna set another goal for myself where top five overall in first place within my age group now my age group is the age group that normally wins the races so if i am winning first place for age group I'm likely going to be the winner of that race. And uh, just currently, I, I don't think I can compete with people that are running at a a 5.30 pace <laughs> for the whole race, especially a trail race. This was my first trail race. 
and it's is definitely different it's not something that you're used to every day it's not so much of like the elevation gained it's more of the weaving in and out constantly throughout the trees you're having to remember how i was saying i look five feet out in front of me you have to constantly look up and down the whole time while you're running because there's stumps there's there's too many obstacles compared to pavement that you're just not used to while you're running so it that's all will become like a a better technique once you get better with trail running this was only the second trail third i'll take that back this is the third time i've ever even ran on a trail so and it was one of them was a race and i mean i did fairly decent i i find but i mean i can do better i know that i didn't put it all out there i um i do have a little foot injury at the moment too so that's all kind of incorporating into my times and things like that i i'm I'm thinking um or at least that's the excuse that i'm feeding myself and uh that's another thing just don't don't find excuses for everything um you're gonna find that you're probably selling yourself short on a lot of things or you're not pushing yourself as hard as you actually can you you have a lot more in the tank than what you believe and you need to step out of your comfort zone whenever you get to start running in these races now, to end off this uh, episode two podcast, I want to uh, make sure you guys are still running your one mile for this challenge one, and I'm going to leave you off with a reading from the book from David Goggins, Never Finished. This is his second book of the series, but anyway, I'm going to read uh, the reading from Never Finished. When you adapt, you will begin to see everything that comes your way as a stepping stone on your progression towards a higher plane. High-paying jobs, esteemed jobs, are generally not entry-level. You have to start somewhere, but most people see the thankless task that must be completed in order to advance as burdens instead of opportunities. That makes it impossible for them to learn. You've got to find the lesson in every blank task or low-wage job. That requires humility. I wasn't humble enough to appreciate my experience in security, so my attitude was foul. I thought I deserved much better, oblivious to the fact that almost everybody starts at the bottom. And from there, it's attitude and action that determine the future. So, take that for what it's worth. I find that little passage, that paragraph right there, pretty pretty spot on i mean a lot of you probably feel like man i can't i can't run i can't do this you know like these people are much faster than me well you don't know how long they've been running i mean i go to these races and yeah i'm i'm getting beat sometimes by people that are double my age right not every time but sometimes and you have to think i mean they they could have been running their whole life they could have been running since they was 13 years old. They might have their form perfect. They might can breathe. They might have not been fatigued at all. And that was that was a, like walking in the park to them. You know what I'm saying? So I can't compare myself to everyone else. I just have to compare myself to me. And that's what a lot is wrong with our society, I find, these days. So you need to stop worrying about everybody else. Worry about yourself. And set goals that you find are realistic for you. Like I said, I can't compete right now at this moment and in, in this time and place where I'm at to run against those 
five minute, 30 second milers, you know, and they have people even faster than that. So you can't compete and compare yourself to those others that have that better, you know, endurance than you. It is what it is. Your time will come, you know, have a, have a good attitude towards the goal that you're trying to achieve and you will achieve it if you believe, believe so in your mind. And that is huge. You have to believe in yourself and you have to do it for yourself. No one else is going to do this for you. So just keep showing up. And with that said, that's all I have for you for this week on episode two. So it's time for you to get back on your grindstone so you can achieve the next milestone. I've been set free. I've got a long way to go. But Lord, I know there's not a step I'm going to take when you're not with me. I've got a long way to go, but Lord, I know there's not a step I'm gonna take when you're not with me.